Once I was driving uh, to upstate New York, my sister lives way north in the Adirondacks, and I was going up to visit her, and it can be pretty remote up there, and I let my GPS lead the way. And there was a terribly interesting turn that it had me make on a dreadfully lonely road just east of the middle of nowhere. I'd never taken this turn before, and I thought, oh, my computer must know better than I do. This must be a shortcut about which we never knew. So I took it. And when I say the area is remote, sometimes it's more remote than others. At one time, it was much more rare to see a gas station on the way through to see my sister. And then there were good times for a number of years, and gas stations popped up all over the place. But on this particular trip, it was after a long downturn in the economy, and you just kept seeing all these gas stations with closed forever signs on them. And when I took this turn, I was already traveling on a pretty low tank of gas, always thinking, ah, oh, I'm going to wait until my tank is much more empty so that when I fill it up, I don't have to worry about it as much. At first, I wasn't overly concerned, but the gas indicator kept going down and down and then the light came on with a little gas tank on it, and I started to mildly panic. Still continued on because now it was too late to turn around and go back because I know I didn't have enough gas to go back to the last gas station. And there seemed to be nothing but trees and some water and an ever more narrowing and deteriorating road. I slowed down, turned off everything I could that might use up a drop of gas, and basically decided to relax since there was nothing that could be done much about it anyway except pray. And just as I was planning what I would do if I had a camp in my car, I was dumped out into some one gas pump berg where I filled my tank up with whatever, whatever rusty gas they might have had and was thankful for it. It was the most beautiful thing I ever saw, all the more so because I'd almost given up gas, or given up hope. <laughs> but I let myself be foolishly unprepared and vulnerable. That's the story I think of when I hear the story about the ten virgins, the ten, five wise ones and the five foolish ones. Did they have what it took? Did they have enough gas in the tank, as it were, to see them through to the late arrival of the bridegroom? Were they running on fumes? There is a lot to exhaust somebody spiritually in this life. There was an elderly lady in the parish with whom I was speaking the other day who was questioning, why is God delaying taking me? He took everybody else. Why is he delaying taking me? When a tragic accident occurs like it did with that school child in the nearby parish, one parishioner asked, how could God let this happen? Last week, a man walked into a church in Texas and systematically slaughtered the worshipers. And some have asked, where was God? Maybe you experienced some trial or addiction or pain yourself and attempted to ask God, why don't you do something? How much gas do you have in your tank to see you through such things? The days after 9-11, 2001, 
we couldn't beat people out of church with a stick. And remember, it was a Tuesday. At that time, it was my day away from the parish, and a few priest friends and I were out golfing. And uh, when we came off the, the golf course, excuse me, and into the clubhouse, we heard the unbelievable news of what was happening. I called my mom and said, I'm not going to be home. I got to get back to the church. I called the church and I said, I'm coming back. Tell whoever calls up that there's going to be a prayer service at seven o'clock tonight. No, I have no idea what it's going to be yet. I'll figure that out when I get there. And that night, the church was packed, absolutely packed. There were so many rogue candles burning all over the place that I was nervous about a fire breaking out. So many people were all of a sudden looking for answers. And in our day of Google, we want our answers right away. This is why it happened. Unfortunately, God tends not to work on our schedule. And so much of understanding God depends on being in relationship with him. Many of those people at that prayer service were on the verge, just coming on the verge of knowing him, growing in that pain and confusion and struggling to come to some understanding. But when they felt that they didn't need that anymore, they left with a half a tank of gas back out into the world. That's no way to get to know, understand, or love anybody. Here's kind of what I mean. It's a silly example, but I hope it works. I was out and about with my sister, and one of my priest friends texted me this message. Had a kiss in your kitchen. Instead of reacting to what I thought it was, I said, let's wait that out and see what, what this is all about. That doesn't sound like him. So I texted back, what do you mean? And the message came back. Had a kiss in your kitchen. Thought you should be aware. I turned to my sister and said, I have no idea what this means, but I know this guy, and I don't think it means what it appears it means. I'm sure it's all going to work itself out. And sure enough, when we got back to the rectory and opened up the door to the kitchen, we were attacked by a dog named Atticus. Atticus in the kitchen. Thought you should be aware. If I knew him less, I might have thought something toward about him, but I've spent enough time with him that I knew something was off. What seemed obvious was the interpretation and the evidence, but it was the, what, what was obvious was incorrect. And the thing is with God, his ways are not always clear. We don't always understand right away. Misunderstandings can, as they can in any relationship, cause much distress and even loss of trust and understanding. Some things people blame God for have nothing to do with God, but are the ill intent of people doing vile things, or maybe just accidents. Someone who doesn't have much of a relationship with God, who hasn't been working on knowledge and wisdom and understanding with him, and who jumps into that relationship only when tragedy occurs, is more susceptible to misunderstandings about God or loss of patience with him. That's their tank, tank running dry, and they go off to look elsewhere in the world for what they think will ease the unrest they feel, like the five maidens who left off waiting for the bridegroom, who was too long delayed for them, in search of something they think will help them through, but in reality, led them away. But the person who knows God in sacrament and prayer and reflection and contemplation and study 
all the strength and sacrifice of true friendship turned toward God, realizing always his care, his love, and his wisdom, who has that full tank of, a, of that relationship, may hear of a tragedy and be more likely to think, this is not of God. This does not sound like his will. Or if an accident or natural disaster occurs, my God does not wield the destruction or injury of his sons and daughters. That requires a lot of gas in the tank and a deep trust and friendship with God. I don't believe for a moment that God causes evil in the world, but that evil happens And most of the time it's due to our free will. Because in order to be a people who love, we must also be free to be a people who hate. We can only love to the extension that we can also hate, or else it's not free will. But even when it is a force of nature or an accident, God does not will it. But entrusted to him, he can bring some good from it. He did this supremely with the death of his son, bringing by it a death to our permanent death. In a similar way, with the tragic accident of a child that occurred at a nearby school, I can believe with the words of Charles Dickens that God cries with us and still works at being God in this quote from the Curiosity Shop. When death strikes down the innocent and young, From every fragile form from which he lets the panting spirit free, a hundred virtues arise in shapes of mercy, charity, and love to walk the world and bless it. Of every tear that sorrowing mortals shed on such green graves, some good is born, some gentler nature comes. In the destroyer steps, there spring up bright creatures that defy his power and his dark path becomes a light to heaven.